Blog Talk Radio. God bless. God bless you all. Yeah, we're here another Tuesday night Bible study here at Praise Tabernacle Church Incorporated. Physically located at one nine nine East Krogan Street in the beautiful city of Lawrenceville, Georgia. Three zero zero four six Suite A. And we are here. I just uh before we go in the far, of course we got a, a great teacher on tonight. He's no uh no stranger to us and we're so glad to have him on. But before we uh, loose loose that man and let him go. I just want to give thanks to God and praise God for the great time that me and my lovely wife and family uh, that we experienced over this weekend um, celebrating 14 years uh, as pastor and uh, 14 years as a church. Um, we I tell you, we had such a beautiful, a beautiful time, and just grateful uh, to God for what happened, what we saw on uh, Friday night. We had such, so much fun, and we was dancing and just enjoying laughing, enjoying each other, and just had such a great meal, um, drinks, uh, non-alcoholic beverages. Uh, I want to specify that. Uh, was on point, and we, I tell you, we just had such a marvelous time, and I want to thank the Appreciation Committee 2022, I've renamed them, I guess, um, the Appreciation Committee for doing such a wonderful, wonderful job, and Sunday morning, we, I got there kind of late, my middle son had a basketball game and we left from the basketball game coming on to the conclusion of the appreciation and I tell you we walked in and the praise team and musicians had it already bumping they they was it was already going live and had such a wonderful praise and worship celebration and uh, I I didn't know that the sons of thunder uh, were going to be preaching the way they preached on Sunday. I mean, I, I was trying to find a name for them Sunday, and I couldn't think of something adequate enough, but right here at basketball practice, I'm renaming them the Sons of Thunder. I mean, they they called fire down from heaven on Sunday, and those young men preached under the power of the Holy Ghost, and we had such a – we danced some more. Sunday we danced some more, so – on behalf of me and my wife and my family, oh, and my children, they did such a, a great job dancing on Sunday, and we, we're just grateful. So once again, on behalf of uh, – I, I thought about and I told my wife that um, I wasn't going to say anything about an appreciation. I, I wasn't going to try to get a committee together to celebrate us or anything. I told her we, we're not going to do nothing this year if if the Lord lays it on the members' heart and if they decide they want to do something, then, you know, then they can do it. But me and my wife, I told her we're, we're not going to be suggesting anything. And uh, we thank God. We thank God that we, we didn't have to do nothing, didn't have to say nothing, didn't have to be a part. They even put us out. It's bad when you put people out of their own party, but they even 
put us out Saturday, put us out our own party, said, no, y'all go home. We got everything. We got cleaning up. We're doing everything. We got it. Y'all go home. Uh, so so often, we, me and my wife, we are, uh, and my children, We in most cases, we're always, you know, some of the last ones to leave, want to make sure everything is done and done right. But I just want to uh, just commend y'all for a job well done. I believe the Lord gives me health and strength. The delay is coming. I believe I'll pastor y'all another year. I believe I will. I believe I will for another year. And on that note, before I introduce our speaker, we I want y'all to tune in for those that can. Tomorrow night, uh, we do have a night that's available uh, during this basketball season. Um, be uh, Tune in to Facebook for those that would like to be a part of the Zachary Family uh, Ministries on tomorrow night. Uh, be you tune in to our church Facebook page, and we'll be coming live if the Lord say the same around seven o'clock. We have, I uh, think I'm going to do a continuation from the last message that I, I had to speed that message up, but I want some. There's some teaching points I want to give um, uh, from the subject. I'm equipped for this. So there's a few teaching points that I want to bring out. On tomorrow night, so tune in for those that can and will. If you have opportunity, tune in tomorrow night. Without further ado, we're going to say a quick word of prayer, and the next voice you will hear will be one of the sons of thunder, uh, Elder Derek Oliver. So, Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you. We appreciate you as we come now to enter to this study. Pray that you will bless the message and the messenger. Thank you for the panel that has assembled on tonight to support our teacher. And God, those that are listening from around the world, we already know that something will be said on tonight that will encourage them. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Elder Oliver, service is into your hands. God bless. Thank you, Bishop. Um, Thank you uh, again. Uh, I know uh, I really, really enjoyed the last weekend, I'm going to just be honest with you, really the last month and a half of putting it together. Um, me, Minister Tobert, his wife, Sister Tobert, Sister Lucy, my wife, the Lovelets, uh, everyone that just uh, did a wonderful job in helping to put that together. And um, one of the things that I'm going to say before I get into the message tonight, I'm not going to be long, is that uh, it, it was a blessing and and this is a teaching moment for some folks uh, <clears throat> because there was no gossiping. At least I didn't hear any. There was no sowing discord amongst anybody. And I can remember a year ago when we were going to the anniversary and appreciation, there was just so much confusion from I'm not going to even so I'm talking about from and and it, it I'm you know I'm not going to sugarcoat anything you just heard stuff and you saw stuff and you felt stuff and and we didn't have none of that this year and that just goes to show that we are on a different level than everybody else and when I say everybody I'm not if you included in gossiping and sowing discord then we are we separated ourselves from all of that and it was just good wholesome and I just enjoyed it, and and I, I I will I will take that team with me to fight anybody anywhere any day. Not because uh, just because.
because of I know what they stand for, and there's no foolishness. And 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 don't think because there was no foolishness that we 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 some type of punks or something like that. But it's just we have a mission and we have a calling on our lives, and we we want to make sure that we are doing the best that we possibly can in serving the Lord the way we're supposed to serve the Lord. And we had a good time. There was a lot of laughing. There was a lot of fun just in the setup. And, and then to pull it off, and, and I give special shout-out to Sister Tobert because uh, she she met me up at the place. She saw the vision, and she pulled that thing together. Um, and I just – she pulled it – I mean, it was it was beautiful. So, you know, and I'm going to wish her a happy birthday as well. Today is her birthday, so happy birthday, Sister Tobert. Um, <clears throat> I hope you're enjoying it, and, and I'm sure you are. And I didn't know your birthday was, was today because my birthday is on Sunday. So uh, I guess we Sagittarius. So that's a good thing. But um, I'm not going uh, to uh, hold you all long tonight. Uh, I have a word <clears throat> that the uh, Lord gave to me to give to you all on tonight. Um, if you have your Bibles, we're going to go to First Timothy. Uh, I'm sorry, Second Timothy, Second Timothy, uh, the fourth chapter. And I'm going to start with verse 1. Uh, before I, I get there, I'm going to get you how I got to this. I wasn't supposed to teach this tonight, but it was it was, it was was meant to be taught tonight. Uh, last night, uh, I was having a conversation with my wife, and um, she's asking me about my sister because my sister passed. She was in a bad car accident on my birthday, and a week later she passed. <clears throat> And then from that, we start talking about my father, which got me to this scripture right here, Second uh, Timothy, the fourth chapter. Uh, I'm going to share something with y'all. I was uh, uh, called to the hospital. <clears throat> it was in April. Uh, it was like the week after Easter uh, back in 1993, and um, they had rushed my father to the hospital, and he was having bad chest pains, and um, he was in there Friday, Saturday, and it was Saturday night, and uh, I was my father's right-hand man. I was junior elder. Everything that was going on in the church, I knew everything about it. He was a mentor to me. He was he was a, a role model. He was uh, my father, and, and he was teaching me things, and um, I never thought that I would have that situation. Um, it was late Saturday night, and uh, my stepmother had went home, and my brother was in college, but he was down, and he was at my apartment, and it was just me and my father in there, and and uh, he couldn't talk. He had all these tubes in him, but I'd never seen him like this before. And one of the last things, he couldn't talk, but he did say something to me, and the last, what his last words that I've heard him say was, um, Handle your father's business. And for a lot of years, I didn't understand it. I didn't even want to think about it because I had my own issues with that. But that's what his last words to me was. And and then so many years later, here I am today, and I'm still doing my father's business. Now, he wasn't talking about his business. He's talking about our other father's business. And it's just a blessing to to be able to serve the Lord, and it's a blessing to be able to still be 
wanting to serve the Lord after all those years, um, it's just a blessing. So it was a, it, it still affects me to this day. So um, as we get ready with the Bible study, uh, I'm going to come from, again, 2 Timothy, the fourth chapter. And uh, this is Paul uh, talking to Timothy. And uh, Paul's in prison. He's writing a letter to to Timothy and uh, telling Timothy, a young Timothy, uh, he was just telling him some things. And we're going to start. And if I get in preach mode, y'all just calm me down because there's a few things in here we're going to talk about. But 2 Timothy, the fourth verse, starting with verse 1, I'm going to read from 1 to 8, and I'm going to go back and talk about line for line upon line what was going on here. And they say, I charge thee therefore before God and before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the quick and the dead at his appearance and his kingdom. Preach the word, be instant, in season, out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort, with all long suffering and doctrine. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrines, but after their own lust they shall heap to themselves teachers having itching ears, and they shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned unto feebles. But watch thou in all things endure afflictions, do the work of an evangelist, make full proof of thy ministry. For I am now ready to be offered, and the time of my departure is at hand. I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. The faith. Henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day, and not to me only, but unto all them also that love his appearing. <clears throat> all right, <clears throat> here we go. This is Paul. He was in prison, and, and they're getting ready to, to, to kill Paul. He's getting ready to be beheaded, and he wanted to talk to young Timothy, uh, and he wanted young Timothy to be encouraged. It's sort of like good news, bad news uh, um, type of thing, um, and, and Paul was ready to go. He was ready. He, he had done all that he could do, and he was trying to, to, to encourage Timothy. And what I like about this is, is I'm, I'm going to deal with verse 1, but I'm going to jump to verse 2. It says, preach the word. And, and this thing is, is very funny because, and I'm going to use a lot of uh, uh, my father's uh, wording as I go tonight. To try, I'm going to try to teach, but if I go to preach more, y'all just, like I say, stop me. And it says in verse to preach the word and and see this is this is very simple but it's very hard because a lot of preachers don't want to preach the word they they don't want to preach the word and and if we 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 look at what was being said and what Paul is saying is a lot of people don't want to receive the word and the thing about receiving the word is Preachers today is preaching their word. They're not preaching God's word. They're preaching their word. My father used to say, uh, uh, you got two type of preachers. You got a bumblebee type of preacher, and you got a spider type of preacher. A spider will spin a web, and a lot of preachers are spinning webs 
and, and, and trying to make themselves sound good and intelligent because they're spinning it because they want themselves to fit in. But see, if you preach God's word, you ain't got to spin a web. You can be like a bumblebee and just graze around a flower where the pollen will just take you and you can just be natural. And it comes because it's God's word. You ain't got to spin nothing because if you preach the word, you're preaching God's word. It's not your word. And see, what's happening is a lot of preachers is preaching doctrines, and, and, and their doctrine ain't got nothing to do with God's word. Their doctrine is want you to do what they're telling you to do and not do what God's telling you to do. And see, we're in the living in the day and the time right now where we have to start preaching God's word. And see, the purpose, and, and I'm going to slow myself down, we have a purpose and the purpose, everyone on the line, everyone listening, there's a purpose in your life. And, and I think, and see, God is just giving me this stuff as I go. And the purpose, and, 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 and see, what we do is because we know God given us a purpose for our life, but we allow life to change the purpose. And God don't care about what goes on in life. All he cares about are you doing his purpose. I'm going to say that again in case y'all may have missed it. The purpose is to do God's will. And when you're doing God's will, sometimes life happens. And when life happens, uh, uh, we want to change the purpose. But we're not supposed to change the purpose because life happens. And even though my father had passed away, I will still have to do the purpose that God put in my life, regardless whether he lived or died, the purpose I got to keep on doing what God has called me to do. And that's to what? Preach the word. Not put a spin on it, not preach doctrine, but preach the word of God. And you have to do it whether you're in season or out of season. And what that means is you got to preach it whether there's a lot of people listening to it. You have to preach it when people don't even want to hear it. And when it means out of season is sometimes when you get ready to preach and the word ain't what people always want to hear, that's out of season. That's when you got to preach what the word says preach, even though a lot of people don't want to hear it. A lot of people don't want to abide by it, and a lot of people don't want to follow it because it's the purpose of them and the purpose of us to live holy. And if you don't want to live holy, you kind of change the purpose because now we're in the love everything and everybody. They don't even have genders no more. You can just be whatever you want to be at that day that you wake up. That's not the way that God purposely had it set up. Purposely, either you a man or you a woman. Now, if you identify as both, evidently you're calling God a lie. This is what I'm saying. A lot of preachers don't want to preach this, love everything and love everybody. You can't do that. Yeah, God loves everybody, but this with a purpose. Because if God loved you, even the sinner, even the gay man, even the people uh, uh, who don't want to live right, yeah, God loves them. But also, if you love God, you're going to die too. The things that you're trying to do that's not godly, you will lose it because you want to please God because that's your purpose in life. Yeah, I know I'm going somewhere with this. Y'all ain't got to be quiet on me, but uh, that, that that's where we're going. And it says, preach the word, be instant in season, out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with all with with long suffering and doctrine for the time will come that they will not endure sound doctrine see this is they will not endure sound doctrine but after their own lust people in the church don't want to hear god's word 
They'd rather listen to doctor. They'd rather listen to this is how we always done it. That's not what God is trying to tell us to do. He's trying to tell us to preach the word. The doctrine ain't got nothing to do with salvation. Anyone got any questions they want to add in so far? I just want to just uh, uh, take my time tonight so, so I can get some points out there. All right, I'm going to keep it rolling. I'm going to keep it rolling. Um, so when we got to preach the word, and we have to do it in season, out of season, and it says that uh, for the verse 3, for the time will come that they will not endure sound doctrine, but, af- but after their own lust they shall heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. See, this, 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 this goes, and, and, and I'm hoping, and that's in uh, verse 3, uh, a lot of times you get preachers, and I'm going to talk about a lot of preachers that, that don't really, they can preach, but they don't want to do the purpose of God. They don't want to serve God the way that they want. They just want to preach, and they want to preach themselves happy because they have the itch of the ear to get the amens and get this and tell people what they think they want to hear. But sometimes when you're preaching and you're evangelizing, you have to preach the truth you have to preach God's word, not your word, not the church word, not uh, uh, the government's word, not the school's word, not your mama's word. you got to preach God's word. And what God's word is the truth, and the truth we know will set you free. But a lot of times we're hearing words that, that people want to hear so to make them feel good, so they can do what they want to do, so they can shack up, so they can be boys be with boys and girls be with girls, and you can live any old type of life. And, and it sounds good, and it looks good. But at the same time, you're going to bust hell wide open because that has nothing to do with salvation, and you're lost. And it says it right here in the text. Uh, if you're looking at the text, it says that people won't, don't, they, they're not going to, they're going to turn the word off. They're not going to want to hear it, but we still got to preach it. And if they don't want to hear it, that's when we got to preach it, whether it's in season or out of season, whether they want to hear it or whether they don't want to hear it. We're going to be held accountable. And in verse 1 of Timothy and 4, he's telling us we're going to get judged for what we do. We're going to get judged for what we preach. There's coming a day that we're going to have to give an account for what we did on here on earth. And if you're trying to preach people so they can be your friends and give you an amen or give you a little change in your pocket, then you're preaching for the wrong reason. The purpose is not for for that. The purpose is to build God's kingdom and to preach the word of God. And a lot of people don't want to do that. That's why a lot of people don't like me preaching because they don't know what I'm going to say because they know the truth is going to come out somewhere. Some of these preachers that's preaching today are preaching are preaching punks. That's what I want to call them. They're punks. They're not. They're not true men of God because, and I can say it because they're not preaching God's word. They're preaching what they want to hear. And it's everybody's fault but theirs. Everybody got issues and they got this and got that reason. But if you're preaching God's word, you already know that when you preach his word, it comes with a price because everyone's not going to receive you. Everyone's not going to like you. And when you're preaching God's word, people are going to talk about you. They're going to falsely accuse you of things. They're going to uh, look at your faults and they're going to look at your faults and not the stuff that you're trying to do to make life right. That's that's what we're talking about right here. This is what uh, uh, Paul is trying to tell young Timothy. You're going to have to preach this thing. It's not about uh, uh, being fancy. It's not about uh, uh, being popular. It's about 
the purpose that God has on your life, and it's about doing his will, and we're going to get judged for that. So I take my eldership very seriously. Even though I may mess up sometime, I may fall sometime, but I have enough sense to get back up because God has a purpose for my life. I don't care what happens to my family. I still have a purpose in my life. Something just happened to me today, and, 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 and it, it, it's amazing how God moves. And it, it, it's amazing because uh, my baby boy surprised me, and we were supposed to take a trip this weekend. And because of the airline tickets and everything, it just wasn't looking feasible. So we said we'll do it the following weekend. And then he said to me, you probably got to preach anyway. So won't you go take care of your business, and, 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 and we'll do it afterwards. And I said to my son, well, how do you even know I have to preach? He said, that is something I know that you're probably going to have to preach. Something's going to come that you're going to have to do something concerning God's will. And sure enough, picked up my phone call, or I called, and it just fit in because the purpose shouldn't change just because the situations around me changes the purpose is you got to do God's work you got to do God's work you got to do God's work no matter what happens I got to do God's work there's a lot of people that I saw in the church that was doing God's work but something happened and they stopped because the circumstances change but God's purpose didn't God don't care about the circumstances that's going on around you he only cares about are you going to do his will and are you going to be do your purpose that he's calling you to do. No matter how much hell is coming in your life, are you going to be ready in season or out of season? Can you, can you make this thing work? Because sure enough, if we live, we're going to have some, some rainy days, but the purpose remains the same. And I'm so tired of people making excuses. I don't want to make no excuses. One thing I don't want anyone to ever say about Ella Oliver, he wasn't ready to do God's work. Now, I may not be ready to do this or do that or do the other, but when it comes to doing my father's business, I have to be ready. You have to be ready. Stop making excuses. Stop letting life dictate you what the purpose is going to be when the God already laid it out for you. You already know what your calling is. You already know what you're supposed to be doing. Let's not play with this thing. Let's just be real about it. You already know. People say, well, my kids. So you're letting your kids change your purpose. Or my husband did or my wife did. You're going to let them change your purpose. See, I know I'm going to be quiet tonight because people don't like this type of preaching because it hits home, because we got so many excuses we put before God's purpose. Well, I just didn't feel good today. Well, how do you think Jesus felt when he had to fast for 40 days? He didn't feel good either, but he was on a mission so he could save us and die for us. How do you think he felt when that nail went in? Yeah, I know I'm preaching about it tonight. Yeah, and, and, and how do you think he felt? But he had a purpose, and he didn't say, oh, let this, I ain't going to do it today because it hurt. No, he had a purpose. And too many people who are gifted, who are talented, who has a call on their life is sitting down on the Lord because, A, they don't 
they'd rather do doctrine. When we mess up, well, when you mess up, you're supposed to sit down. Who says that? Show me that. Show me that. Anyone can show it to me. I'll listen. Show it to me. If you have a purpose and God is in your life, no matter what comes after you, you continue to keep doing what God has called you to do. You keep doing it. Now, I ain't saying it is not hard. Anyone have any questions before I move on? I'm sorry. We don't have no questions. This would be a good time for the bishop to go ahead and do the offering. All right. Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay, I tried to jump in at the first break, but I think because I had my earbuds in, it, it, it was, I was probably muted. But, yeah, man, th- this is a great um, and encouraging, uh, inspirational uh, message on tonight, Paul dealing with his spiritual son um, that he begot in the gospel. Um and as Paul is getting ready to go off the scene, he's encouraging uh, Timothy as a young man. Uh, not only is he encouraging him, but another thing I see is that he is warning him. And a lot of times in church, we don't want to deal with the warnings. <laughs> we we get warning signs all the time, but in most cases, we look past the warnings, and then when we get bit by the snake, then we wonder why. Well, Lord, why this happened? Why that happened? And, and I can only imagine God saying, "Well, I, I sent you several warnings. I sent you several warnings." So, in other words, as preachers and ministers of the gospel, uh, it, it shouldn't surprise us that now people don't want to endure sound doctrine. It shouldn't surprise us that if you preach any and everything and come as you are and stay as you are and God loves you as you are with no change and no conviction, your church grows fast. So it, it shouldn't it shouldn't you know it shouldn't uh surprise us that trust God and know the word of God because Paul has already through the Holy Ghost spoken these things and warned Timothy and when he warned him, a lot of times it, it, for us in this day, we get warned about certain things. We get warned about certain people. We get uh, warned about certain habits, uh, things we ought to stay away from, things we ought to run to, people we ought to stay away from, people we ought to run to. But, you know, unfortunately, some of us, as my mom and them would say, you got to learn the hard way. And some of us, we got people like that in our lives now that you have warned, you have told certain things. You told, man, if this, that, and the other, if you do this, that, and the other, then this, that, and the other is going to happen. And we found that person to, because they wanted to, you know, as they would tell us, a hard head makes a soft tail. And they found out the hard way. And then when they come back to you, you know, you, you want to say, I told you so, but then they'll beat you to it. Say, well, you told me. Well, yeah, I told you. But, hey, you had to figure things out on your own. So Paul, as a, as a loving father, excuse me, as a mentor, as a pastor uh, to Timothy, as Timothy's overseer, he warned him. And and uh, he encouraged him while warning him, be instant 
meaning be quick. Okay, be quick, be ready. Okay, be ready. We don't see that that Paul was uh, thrown in the towel. We don't see that Paul was given his resignation. Uh, nothing like that concerning the gospel. Uh, look, you can leave a church, but that uh, you know that don't that don't mean you got you should leave God. You can leave a church, but that don't mean you should leave your ministry. If God has called you to preach, uh, you know I'm I'm one I'm 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 young, but I'm from the old way, and the old way I never saw any of the pastors or preachers that I knew unless they just left the church altogether. Uh, you know, give the resignation or anything like that. They they preached until the day was done. You know, they they preached, they cried loud, they spared not. Uh, some even got caught in scandal. Some even got now. Uh, I know if I was telling some, you know, hey, you keep going with God. Yeah, you you keep going with God. You get caught in something, you repent, you keep going with God. But you also must understand. There also has to be discipline, okay, depending on what it is you do and depending on what office you hold, okay, because remember also Paul wrote uh, to Timothy and he gave instructions and he wrote to Titus about deacons and bishops and he gave qualifications. So if you if you fall out of line, okay, if you fall out of line, that don't mean you're not saved. God can forgive you, but... On the other hand, if there needs to be some discipline, okay, if there needs to be some some discipline, uh, then we must be able to do that. And and then if you love God, even if you've been disciplined by the church, like I said, that don't mean God is done with you. But uh, whom the Lord loves, He chastens, meaning He corrects, He disciplines, okay. And if God does that for us, it's because He loves us. So that there's not one good parent, be it father or mother, that know their child is in error and not correct them. And what that means now is sometimes, uh, you know, this new school, they put the kids in timeout. We didn't know nothing about timeout uh, growing up. It was a butt whipping. It was a go get your switches uh, uh, and bring your own switch in. And if that switch wasn't right, go back, get some more. And my mama was a platter. She would plat the, the, the switches together and then tape them. Uh, and I ain't talking about no little baby switches. I mean, those switches were six feet tall and, and better. That way, if you tried to run, she could be just like AT&T and reach out and touch. So we do have to have discipline in church, but that don't mean you, you have left God. Uh, God, the Scripture does talk about that, okay? The, the Scripture does talk about, uh, you know, being able to, to be set down and then restore, meaning restoration, Okay, the scripture says if a brother or sister be overtaken in a fault, meaning if something does happen, then you that are spiritual restore such and one. I mean, you don't put them out and leave them out there to dry and and forget about them. No, you okay? Well, this is what this is what we're going to do, but we're going to help you work on this. We want to make sure you're you're you you are in uh, sound mind, sound body. If somebody has lost their mind or whatever, or they got a mental breakdown, and if a person has a mental, mental breakdown, then they probably don't need to be a preacher. We need to set them down, uh, make sure they get the proper care. And once, the, as the church, once you see what this person is, okay, they back and they're in their sound mind, then you can, you can give them another opportunity. If a man has 
Uh, and this is what happens a lot. And I, I do the offering, but I mean, I often one brought it up. So don't y'all get mad at me. Uh, you know, a man done went out and stepped out on his wife. Amen. He done stepped out and he done messed up his home. He done messed up his job. And here we are at the church. We we will allow this man to continue uh, just as business as usual. And, and you know, it, somebody got to have something somewhere to say, hey, amen, according to these qualifications that Paul gave to Timothy and gave to Titus, right now you're not meeting those qualifications. Okay, so in that, if there's no need for any discipline, if there's no need for anyone to be set down or be corrected, then there should be no need for qualifications. Okay, a bishop must be blameless. Okay, the husband of one wife, all right, not guilty of filthy lucre, you know, given to hospitality. Paul gave these instructions to Timothy because he didn't want just any and everybody to be in leadership. Okay, and then one scripture talks about, you know, you shouldn't even want to be a teacher because those that's going to be teached, you're going to have more responsibility. Okay, you're going to have more responsibility. So it's just like on our natural jobs, you know, there there is discipline. There, I'm, I'm what you would con- be considered on my job uh, as I work with children every day. If I if I am bound by law. If I see something going on with a child, I'm I'm a obligated reporter. If there's a word they got for that, where if I was to see some a child being abused or molested or anything that 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 doesn't seem right, I'm bound by law because of my position to report it. And if I don't report it, even though I ain't got nothing to do with it, I can be in trouble because I knew something was going on with the child and I didn't say nothing. Well, it's the same thing, same thing in church. You know something is going on. You're the reporter. You're the preacher. You can't not preach it because it's your best friend doing it. Okay? You can't not preach it because it's the, you know it's the pastor. You know it's the one that gives the most offering or the one that, that buys the pastor the most suits or whatever. No, you got to preach the gospel okay? with all long-suffering and doctrine, not your tradition, but doctrine, meaning teaching. Okay, and our our doctrine is found on the the apostles and the prophets. Okay, there's no other foundation that needs to be laid than what was already laid by the by the apostles. Okay, so we we must stick with discipline, just like you discipline your children. There's discipline in the church. It has to be. Okay, it, it has to be. So, man, this is great tonight. I don't mean didn't mean to step over. Amen. But this is this is good. Anytime you're talking about Paul and you're talking about especially preachers, and we live in a day now where we know preachers don't want to preach hardly nothing. Okay, everything got sugar on it. I mean, stuff that don't even need, that's already sweet, they add more sugar to it. All right, all right, enough of that from me. Tonight, if you would like to be a blessing to the ministry, amen. We As we've done every Tuesday night, I'm going to give you two options in which uh, you can give. You can give to both or you can give to one or the other, you know, as the Lord lays on your heart. And if you don't lay anything on your heart, then don't you give anything. Okay, but uh, if you'd like to give to our extended arms ministry, it's dollar sign E-A ministry. Once again, dollar sign E-A ministry. That will go right to our extended arms ministry. That's our cash out. Uh, that's our outlet our outreach, should I say, to our community. Uh, we just had an opportunity on the day, met a family that was in need, a husband uh, fighting cancer now and just different things going on, and we just thank God. Once again, we 
We are in a position to be able to assist with, with something that a lot of us seem as small as just groceries. But you'll be surprised on my job today, I, as we know, I drive buses, and Gwinnett County does a thing, what we call digital learning, digital day, where the kids stay at home and they, they get on their computers and learn and do their studies off their computers. And the bus drivers, we go and pass out lunches. And you would be surprised how many families. We passed out today over 133 lunches, okay, over 133 lunches. And there were several families that we had to give multiple lunches to just to be able to assist. So thank you all for what you're doing, you know, as the Lord blesses you with extended arms and uh, with our local church, Praise Tabernacle Church. Uh, the cash app for that, if you would like to give a donation on tonight, is dollar sign PTC. 877. Once again, dollar sign, PTC 877. And may the Lord bless you real good. Uh, I'm not going to, I don't talk so much. I may not say nothing else till the end. Uh, so we're going to give the service back into the hands of Elder Oliver, man. You, you're working tonight. Keep letting the Lord use you. God bless. Thank you, Bishop. Thank you. Thank you so much. And, and just to reflect on what he said about, you know, being disciplined. Uh, and and I may I have I get going fast sometimes because I'm I'm a stern believer in discipline regardless of what you do if if you need to sit you need to sit um, but at the same token and as preachers we all know I'm not saying you keep preaching and you 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 didn't messed up but you still love the Lord you still show up you still uh, uh, do what. You do. You still be a part of the ministry, a part of the family. You still have purpose. You may not be acting in your position at that particular time, but you're still there. And what happens is we may mess up, and we 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 want to leave and come back. That's not that's that uh, that to me that's a coward. You you don't leave and come back when everything is smooth and easy. You you stand there and you take it. If you were good enough to dish it out, you're good enough to take it. Don't run away from the church when you mess up. You you stay still and you stand there flat-footed and you take it. If the bishop said you need to sit down, then you sit down. But you don't stop coming to church. You don't stop serving God. And I don't mean serving him as preaching. You still got to show up because you still need the word. And if you ain't getting the word and you didn't messed up, what makes you think because you didn't left the church, you're going to come back when everyone else is a new thing that happened? So, so when I say that, I'm all for discipline. So don't think I'm not for discipline. But regardless of the situation, you can't stop me from coming to church. You just can't stop me. So what I do, I'm not going to stop. Now, if I have to sit down and can't preach this, that, or the other, I'm cool with all of that. But I'm going to continue to serve the Lord because he's not going to leave me nor forsake me, and I'm not going to leave him or forsake him. And in this, in the life that we're living in now, and what Paul is trying to tell uh, uh, Timothy is, is you, a lot of people are going to mess up, and that don't mean we turn our back on them. And that also don't mean for the person to mess up for you to run and hide because you didn't mess up. That's what I call punk preachers. Stand there and deal with whatever it is you got to deal with. I'm dealing with a lot, and and when I say I'm dealing with a lot, it ain't got nothing to do uh, on that magnitude, but there's a lot. And people say, won't you take a break? Won't you take a rest? Won't you? And I said, I have a purpose, 
And if I don't do nothing but show up on Sunday, that's part of my purpose because people are watching what you're doing. And sometimes showing up, not saying nothing, is more powerful than going somewhere saying anything. You got to show up. And also for people that are preaching who ain't messed up, just because you're going through hardship, you can't you can't be a you can't be a coward. You gotta have a purpose. You have to continue to fight. But what I see in the church, this is just Elder Oliver's opinion, and y'all can take it or leave it. But you got a lot of weak individuals in the church because as soon as circumstances happen, we change the purpose. And and when we change the purpose, God can't be a part of that. If he called you to preach, preach. If he called you to teach, teach. Now, we talked about enough messing up, but also people who have been called to do certain things, we allow life dictate us when we do it and how we do it and where we do it. If he called you, he equipped you, he anointed you. And this is where it says be be you have to be ready in season and out of season. If it doesn't fit your comfortability or you didn't give me enough notice, well, you're supposed to already be connected with the Lord, talking to the Lord on a daily basis. How can you not be ready? This is what I say when they, they say the harvest is right, but the labors are few. You've got a lot of people that's holding the Bible and got them yellow highlighters and marking stuff just to be marking it. And you know it when it's time for you to quote it. But to use it on a daily basis, we don't use it because we feel like it wasn't our time or we couldn't do it or the crowd wasn't right. This is not what this scripture is saying. This is talking, you, you got to be ready in season and out of season. And, and I'm going I'm to pick it up um, again. I'm going to go from um, verse 6. Does anyone have anything they want to say before I continue? Elder, um, I would like to uh, make a comment. Um, first, I would just like to say definitely doing a good job um, on tonight to be able to give us an understanding and to encourage uh, those that are listening, those that are in ministry, it's just a big eye-opener to make sure that we know to be doing what we're supposed to be doing for the Lord. And everything that you just said and spoke about that, about um, making sure you're standing up in ministry, uh, the verse that kind of sticks out on that part right there, verse 5, but watch thou in all things endure afflictions, do the work of an evangelist, make full proof of thy ministry. So I think that that verse right there, it's a lot in that, but that supports exactly what you were talking about and understanding that at the end of the day, we're going to have some things happen. You're going to have issues and stuff like that. But it says endure afflictions. So no matter what comes my way, I got to understand it. I still got to be ready. I still got to be prepared. I still got to do the work of the Lord. So at the end of the day, we got to make full proof of your ministry. So end up doing what you're supposed to be doing regardless of the situation because even the word backs that up and says many are the uh, afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers them out of them all. So we're going to have some afflictions. We're going to have different things to come our way, but we got to understand that 
we serve a God that can be able to deliver us out of those afflictions and be able to help us during those times. And then also, if we continue to look in that same verse where it says, uh, do the work of an evangelist, we got to remember that we have to continue to do ministry outside of just the pulpit. And, and I'm saying we because of that's for me as well. Uh, and it's not just about Sunday night and Tuesday night. It's also about winning those souls when you don't have the microphone, when you don't have that same outlet and being able to reach and witness to someone like we're supposed to be doing as well, you know. And I would not, I'm not trying to say that it's the easy thing to do per se, but it's easier when you have the microphone and you're up on a Sunday and you're supposed to be teaching. But what about when you meet the random person and you know that you need to witness, you know, will you have the same courage to be able to witness? And that's where, that's the challenging part. You got to still evangelize. You got to still do that when you're at the job or, or here and there. When the opportunity presents itself, will you be ready? Will you do what you're supposed to do? So I think that this is kind of extremely encouraging. And I'm just going to say this real quick and, you know, I'm going to uh, shut up myself. I had a situation even at my job about a week or so ago where a gentleman, um, I'm working, and I've seen him about two times. And I meant to have different conversations with him. But guess what? He brought up, hey, man, what church you go to? He brought up, well, if you're not doing anything on Sunday, man, and you know, you should go to my church or this and that. And he brought up talking about the Lord more than I did. And I was like, wow. You know, and I felt like I should have been doing that sooner than that. But in my head, I'm thinking that, oh, I can do that maybe the next time or whatever. But sometimes if there's an opportunity, you just need to go on and just say it. So we got to make sure that we're doing what we're supposed to be doing, that when we have the opportunity, speak up and speak out about the Lord. And and, and that's all I'm going to say for now. There's other stuff that I would have said, but that's all I'm going to say for now. Thank you. Thank you, Elder. Good job. No, thank thank you, Minister. That that was great. That's a great input. Um, great input. And again, uh we have to be ready in season and out of season. And out of season is when you don't have a mic. Just like uh, Minister Tover said, when it's not a big crowd, when it's not popular, that's when we gotta be ready. And and see I, I wanna come to a level and surround myself with people who who are for real about and passionate about doing God's work. Because when you're passionate about it and and, and, and even, you know, I I'm just I just wanna say this, even just showing up and sometimes you ain't gotta say nothing. Showing up is half the battle. Showing up is, is you, you can ministry just by being there. And that's why it bothers me. It doesn't I'm gonna take that back, it doesn't bother me. But I will not allow myself to allow situations, circumstances, anything stop me from showing up. Because if we show up, and the Bible says that there's uh, two or three gathered in his midst, two or three, I don't got to always speak. That's why regardless of what happens to me, get sat down. If you're not sat down, we still got to show up. We gonna get disciplined because there's no one perfect. We all gonna 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 fall short somewhere. 
we still got to show up. We still got to show up. That don't mean you got to be on the, on, on the pulpit, but you still got to show up. Because sometimes just showing up is an encouragement. I'm going to say this, not to keep talking about last weekend, but just because Minister Tobert was there, his presence, it made it easier for me. He didn't have to say nothing, but his presence, being there, supporting, means a lot. He didn't have to give a sermon or a scripture. But see, what happens is because we, we, we think that we, when I say we, I'm talking about, you know, I'm going to say the old day. We think that, that because we got to show up and we got to look the part, so we got to have a word to say. And some of us preachers and got so, so, so cocky, if, if Bishop don't say your name, you got a problem with him. If he don't call you to preach, you got a problem with him. If things don't go your way or your idea wasn't heard, you got a problem. And that's not the purpose of God. And one thing I know about my father being a pastor is sometimes God would speak to him and when no one understood it. And he seemed to have to stand alone and had to deal with people and their attitudes. And I see that in the church a lot, even at Praise Tabernacle. Let Bishop not say somebody's name. And see, don't he get a phone call. Added stress to the bishop. Because now he's dealing with feelings and dealing with people's attitudes. Ain't got nothing to do with their purpose. And when you put it out there like that, people are going to look at me like, why are you saying all of this? Because it happens in the church. People say stuff. And if you don't acknowledge them in their position or they call or you don't call them this, that, or the other. And, and, and my whole thing is this. There's so much ministry out there. I can't, I can't call Bishop every day. I got too much stuff to do. And calling for what? Because the Bible tells me if I can encourage myself. Yeah, I need the saints and be gathered around. But if you you have that, but you don't partake in it, and then when crisis come your way, you're looking for ministers and this and that. Well, where was you at? Where was your support at? We didn't ask you to speak, but you could have came and supported just by showing up. We ain't asking for no money, but you could have supported and said, "Great job." This is ministry. This is the purpose. Because other people are watching us. Anyway, let me let me move on. Let me move on. I'm sorry, I gotta get out of here. Um also I'm gonna, I'm gonna go Yes. Yeah, I, I mean Lord, I know I wanna said I wasn't gonna say nothing else, so y'all y'all forget it. But th- that's what those those afflictions that that y'all are talking about. That's what these afflictions are. When when Paul is telling Timothy, endure affliction. Okay, because the, the time is going to come where they won't endure, people are not going to endure sound doctrine. He, he's, you know, he's talking about church. Okay, he's talking about the, he's talking about the, the church folk. Okay, so who are the afflictions? These, these are not afflictions that I'm, that I'm putting on myself. These are afflictions that are coming from opposite, you know. 
the young folks, uh, the new word for the young folks, the enemies, they call ops. You know, is they ops now. You know, that's what they, so he's in, encouraging him to endure affliction. What type of affliction? Okay, because we, we already know Timothy had issues in his body. You know, we already know he had stomach issues. So Paul told him, take a, little, take a little wine for your belly's sake. But he, he was talking about the afflictions or the persecution, okay, that's going to be coming towards him from within the church, from outside of the church, and, and that's what we got to do. And that goes back to what you're saying. You know, yeah, if, if, if discipline or whatever comes, that don't mean, and as, as I stated, you don't leave God, and that doesn't even mean you leave the church. You know, you, you handle, you, you deal with whatever, you know, is coming your way. But in affliction, when you're being persecuted for righteousness' sake, God calls us blessed. The scripture calls us blessed when men persecute you and say all manner of evil against you falsely. It, it, it don't feel like we're blessed because we're going through it, but these are the afflictions. Okay, and, and you said, I think it was the Bible that said, many are, you, either, you are told, many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivereth us out of them all. These are the afflictions and the persecution. Who, who was Jesus' biggest challenge? His biggest challenges came from the church. Okay, Paul, who did his biggest challenges come from? That's why, he had, that's why he was the apostle to the Gentiles. But he still had opposition from the church. Him and Peter went at it. Okay, uh, Paul and John Mark didn't see eye to eye on everything. Paul told him, no, he, he told, I think it was either Barnabas or Silas, he told him, no, John Mark ain't going with us on this. You know, he forsake us. No, he ain't going with me. So you, you're going to have affliction from within and from without, but can you endure? Okay, especially as a pastor and as a, and God knows I've been, I've been, you know, we, y'all, some of y'all, y'all was saying it uh, Saturday night and Sunday morning, being able to see what me and my wife and family went through, but how we endured. And as I stated Sunday morning, if you keep watching, God bless you, but you ain't seen nothing yet because I understand. And God spoke to me last night. And so you, you got to remember the scripture. You, a lot of times we praying that God get rid of our enemies. But God said, that, that, he said, I'm going to prepare a table before you in the present. So stop trying to get rid of everybody and you just keep eating. Keep eating. Whatever that person or people uh, that's afflicting, whatever it is that they're doing, they can't do no more to you than what God allowed. You just keep on eating. Keep on, stay at the table. Okay, stay at the table. Appreciate, thank God. Give God more praise than you do your problem. Okay? Stop edifying your problem and continue to praise God. Okay? And endure affliction. Be able to endure it when they scandalize in your name. Be able to endure it when they're running you down, but then they'll sit right up in church and say hallelujah. It's the same thing that happened with Jesus. They was crying Hosanna. A few days later, they was crying crucified. But can you endure the afflictions? Watch this from those that claim they love you, from those that claim they got your back, from those that claim they with you and they, 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 they on your side. Can you endure affliction from those folk? Can you still, as Elder Oliver said, can you still come to church? Can you still praise God? Can you still preach? Can you still magnify God when you know somebody is sitting right there and can't stand you? Endure affliction. But these light afflictions, the scripture says, only for a moment. It's only for a moment. There's something, there's some joy, there's some greatness that God has 
for us, but we got to be able to endure affliction. All right, I'm through. That's it. <laughs> uh, you you good. That's that's good stuff, uh, Bishop. Real good stuff. Appreciate it. Um, I'm learning a lot as well as, as I read through this and about the afflictions and everything. But I, I want to uh, hurry up and move on because I know my hour is almost up. And, um, anyway, we we want to keep keep it keep it moving and um, dealing with all the afflictions. Uh, Paul says in verse seven, we all know this. I fought a good fight and I finished my course. I have kept the faith. And when you fight a good fight. And see, sometimes in a fight, you, you, you may get knocked down. Sometimes in a fight, you're you going to get hurt. But sometimes in a fight, a lot of stuff is going to come up after you, just like the pastor talking about. But I finished the fight. See, and this is, what I'm, I'm, this is really my home point. I, fin- I have finished my course. And see, a lot of us got a course, and the devil don't want us to finish it. He wants to put roadblocks in front of it. But Paul was saying, I fought a good fight, and I finished my course, and I've kept the faith. And all that that he's saying, and I would love to break it down. I just ain't got time for it right now. But I fought a good fight. A lot of times we we are fighting a good fight, and the devil will hit us, and it will hurt, and you will say, ouch. And sometimes it ain't wrong to take an eight count. It ain't wrong to take a, it ain't wrong to be sat down. That's when you're more powerful if you really want to know the truth. I ain't got time to get in that sermon, but that's when you're more powerful when you do get sat down because now people are watching you. And, you. and if you're serving him when you can get sat down, if you're serving him when you have all these afflictions going through you, that's when God can use you the most, not on a platform on a stage when everything is going good, but when things are going bad, can you still serve him? If you're sick, can you still serve him? When your kids ain't acting right, can you still serve him? You're fighting, and you got to continue to fight, and you got to continue to fight. And, yeah, you're going to fall down. And, yeah, you may get hurt sometime, but you'll finish your course. And we all know what the next verse says. There's a crown laid up for you. So for everything that you're going through, you're going to get rewarded for it. And I'm going to be finished. I'm going to turn it over to the bishop. Hopefully you guys learned something. But my father used to always say, and I think it's good to end on this note, I don't want to go to heaven and be broke. I want to get my crown and everything that he's promised me. And if I do what I'm supposed to do down here, when I get there, it's going to make it worthwhile because I got a mansion over there. And he's going to judge us by what we do in our purpose. So ain't no sense of being, being broke when you get to heaven. Because just getting to heaven, I, w- I want some rewards. I want, I want my crown. I-, I want my mansion when I get to heaven. I could care about a man. I don't want a mansion here. But when I get to heaven, I want that mansion. I'm going to stay in the fight. Do whatever you want to do to me. I'm, I'm going to still serve God. I'm still going to serve God. You can't stop me from not serving God. Hopefully you guys learned something tonight. Um... I'm learning a lot. The Lord has me on this thing. I don't know. I, I'm just following him. And as I follow him, hopefully you guys get something out of it. Uh, I appreciate you. Love you all. Uh, again, I want to give a special shout-out to my bishop for allowing me to be in this space to learn and to grow. 
and to and and to do the Lord's ministry freely. That's what I love. So so there's no excuse for me, no matter what happened to Elder Oliver. I don't have an excuse. If I fall down, I still don't have an excuse because I can still show up. If I'm showing up and doing everything I'm supposed to do, I don't have an excuse. I got to be ready in season and out of season to be able to do God's work. That's all I got. I'm going to turn it over to the bishop. Wow. Wow. I mean, what what a wonderful uh, study. Think about it. Think about what Elder Oliver just said. Can you still serve God? In other words, if you don't have the microphone, no one's calling your name, you're not on program, you, you, you just want to be in his presence, and you, you're grateful for that, even if God has to whoop you, chasten you, and correct you, 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 you're still fully, the old song says, I'm fully committed to your will and to your way. And he can speak from that standpoint because he, he's been in church and he knows, he knows how people live. And a lot of times if you don't give a person a mic, if you don't call their name like they don't know their own name, um, you know, if you don't do that, if you don't give them what they think they deserve, they'll leave. Now, not only will they leave, they'll leave and talk about you. And then you got some that will stay and talk about you. Both of it is, is, you know, one way or the other, I don't, you know, however. Um, but can you endure even in the midst of discipline? Okay. And he made a point tonight, and I'm glad he did a great point. I can still serve. I can still serve. I may have to be out in the yard. I may have to cut the grass. Now. I may, may can't be in the house sweeping. I may have to be out cutting the grass now. But I'm still part of the family. Still part of the family. I may have to I may have to clean the bathrooms, but I'm still a part of the family. You can't put me out the family. You can't put me out the family. And that's what we all need to understand. Okay? Discipline comes because the Lord loves us. He chastens us. And we're not talking about affliction that just comes from a place, but even in things that we have done. That rightfully so, we know we deserve to be or something. To, we know we deserve discipline. But how many of you have ever been disciplined by your parents? And but you knew, as I just talked about the switches, I knew my mama loved me. I knew she had to whoop me. <coughs> but she didn't put me out the house. She told me she had to put me out to go get my own switches. But I knew when dinner time came in a couple hours, I knew my mama was gonna feed me. When it was time for me to get up in the morning, I need to be bathed and, and need to have clothes. I knew my mama was going to take care of me because I knew she loved me. I knew I wasn't put out the family. I wasn't put out the, out the house. Okay? Because really, can't nobody do that. Can't nobody put you out. Can't nobody put you out the church. Now, if you're a believer, you are the church. You're just talking about a building. So hopefully that encouraged someone tonight that may be going through. You may have some challenges, not just at Praise Tabernacle, but even at your local church. And you're contemplating doing something else or whatever. Okay, however the Lord leads you. Okay, a lot of stuff we put on the Lord, and, and the Lord say, ain't got nothing to do with it. It's you. 
Okay, a lot of stuff is us. A lot of stuff is us. It ain't everything ain't God, and everything ain't the devil. Some stuff is just us. So great lesson tonight. But as he he was, y'all are going to be hearing him. We're going to be going. We already know we're doing the family series and uh, about uh, we, right now we're dealing with Abraham, I, uh, Abraham and Sarah and Hagar, Isaac and Ishmael, and then El Alvar's going to start a series uh, dealing with Peter. Okay, and in that series, he's going to be bringing out, and I, 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 he's going to be teaching it, but it's just a perfect time, I feel, for, for just to comment about that when we go into that series that he's going to be headlining, and it's going to bring out how Peter disappointed Christ. He disappointed, he did some things that we look at Peter and we talk about him, but that's because we got the book. Peter didn't have the book. He didn't have Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John to read. Yeah, he had a word from the Lord, but, hey, he, he didn't have to read. So we jump on Peter when, in actuality, we all, all of us, everybody listening to me tonight, you had your Peter moment. Okay, you had your Peter moment. So I'm excited about that series that's going to be coming up, I think, next month. The L.O. is going to be headlining, uh, just talking about, you know, Peter. So I'm not going to go too far in that. But thank you all so much for tuning in, as we stated earlier. Uh, uh, Sister Tober's birthday is today. Okay, y'all send her some shout out. I don't know. I don't even know if Sister Tober. I think she got a cash app. Sister Tober. Well, let's just do this. Sister Tober, are you still on Sister Tober? Or you already start celebrating your birthday. Um, I did, but I am on, and um, I really would like to make a comment really quick. Yeah, um, go ahead. Pertaining to the pertaining to the lesson, um, Elder Oliver, great job as always. Um, it's just always a blessing to hear you speak because you're a very wise, I don't want to call you an old guy. I already did that to my pastor. So you're a very wise man. <laughs> and um, it's just a blessing to hear you speak. Wow. But, Pastor, it's no shade, Pastor. You know we love you. So I just really wanted to say um, as far as the pastoral appreciation goes, when you genuinely love and you care about people, it's easy to get together um, be on one accord, not make a mess, and have a great time. My, I was asked to decorate. I do not know how to decorate. My house ain't even really decorated. But <laughs> I figured it out, and it seemed as if my pastor and first lady enjoyed themselves, so that's all that matters to me for entrusting me with that, Elder Oliver. Um, secondly, when it comes to the verses that we read over tonight in Second Timothy 4, um, a lot of encouragements there, and for me, I just wanted to give an encouraging word to the preachers because I can only imagine some of the things that y'all go through, um, some of the things that y'all have to hear, deal with, you know, from people, whether it's outside of church, in church, believers, non-believers, because I feel like y'all are being pulled and tugged in every which way. So I just commend y'all for stepping up and taking on that challenge and doing the Lord's work and being servants. And when you are going through something and you kind of feel like, man, I am preaching and I'm I'm doing everything that I'm supposed to do, saying what the Lord gave me to say to his people, but people are giving me so much pushback. It's not you. They're not mad with you. They're They're pushing back against God, if you really think about it, because you're giving them scripture that applies to their life, whether you know about a particular situation or not. So they're not rejecting you. 
But because we're in the flesh and we're, we're, it's natural for us because we're human beings, we get in our feelings about it, but they're not rejecting you. So all you can do is keep preaching the word that the Lord gives you and pray for people because that's your job. Um, Exodus 14 speaks about the Lord fighting for you and you not having to do a thing and, and keeping your peace and you just stay still in the fight because the Lord will cover y'all while y'all are doing his work. So, you know, I just wanted to encourage y'all tonight to just keep going. Even when you can't understand why people are being so hard-headed, keep going. Keep going. And God is going to bless you for blessing his people and serving him and spreading his word. But thank y'all so much for just being great preachers and people that we can look up to. And, Pastor, I don't even have to, I don't even have to tell you. You already know the blessing that you and your family are to my family. So thank you so much for just being a great, great, great preacher. And we appreciate you. God bless you, my sister. Jeff, for that, what's your, what, give everybody, I don't know who I will steal on, put out your cash app. Let's, let's be a blessing. I think I still got a dollar left from the appreciation, maybe $2 oh, left. Oh, uh, that I'm a cash app you, you know, because you used to be a bus driver and you're not no more, but I, I think I got the late 50 cent. Sister, okay. Sister Toba, get, put, your, put your cash app out there. What is your cash app? My cash app is uh, Sassy Strands, that's S-A-S-S-Y-S-T-R-A-N-D-S, and it'll say my name also, which is Charmaine Tobert. Thank you all. Okay. All right. That's it. That's all right. I'm gonna have to talk to the minister about that. That might be an inside. I'm gonna talk to the preacher about that. I it might be something else above my pay grade. But praise the Lord. I'll be we, me and my wife. We'll be sending. We'll be sending something in, in a little bit. Just just at least at least you know at least a dollar or something. You get your popsicle or something. You and you and your husband can chase each other around the room or something. So we love well, y'all. Thank we you, Brother <laughs> God bless you. Is Sister Oliver, I know she was working tonight, and, and is she on? or Who else is on? Did my, I don't know if my wife even got on. Who else is on tonight? I'm here. Okay, Sister Oliver, you got any, 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 anything? Is that Sister Oliver or is that Sister Oglesby? Y'all sound so much alike. Oglesby. Okay, go ahead, Oglesby. Sister Oglesby. I know you've been ripping and running back and forth in the hospital or and things like that. You want to share anything or, or maybe even give us an update on, on your mother? At this time, yes. Um, I just want to kind of both. Um, El Oliver was awesome, awesome, awesome. Um, the they call it church hurt. I have never. I mean, I was young, you know, growing up in the church, and I've seen it, and I've been in the middle of it in church, and you know, but I've never understood why people do that. It just it it just bothers my mind why. You know, God calls the pastor, God calls the deacons, the elders and everything, but then you have people who, I don't know, is it jealousy because they're not called? And if the pastor doesn't say, hey, this Sunday to you, you're like, oh, my gosh, I will never go back to that church. I've never understood that type of mentality with people. And I just, I do, like um, Sister Tobit said, I commend you all because it's hard you know, having to deal with that, then you have your families and everything like that. When you have a great pastor, you should always appreciate. If the pastor for one Sunday or whatever, 
does not say hello to you, you shouldn't take it as he hates me or I don't like that man or or I'll never speak to him again. Or, no, it's an oversight. He has a lot of other a lot of members, and maybe he's on his way somewhere. And he forgets to say hi, but a lot of people are hurt by that. And I just I still today I don't get it. I don't get it. Um, with the lesson. It, it it really it really has hit home for me because despite what's going on right now, my mom could curl up in the corner and just sit there and say, woe is me, but I can't. I have to keep doing what God wants me to do. I have to keep doing what he has called me to do and just trust him. And that's what, that's what has, you know, really kept me sane since all this occurred on since the 23rd of, of November. And, yes, I go to work every day from 8.30 to 4, I and I'm all the way in Lilburn. And I come back home to Bethlehem, pick up Katya. We come all the way up here, Brazelton for maybe two, three hours or whatever, and then we head back home. And sometimes it's 9, 10 at night. I got to get ready for the next day, and I'm doing it again. I'm doing it every day. But I have to hold on to God. I have to keep the faith. I have to keep doing what he wants, and I know that he has her. When I'm not here, even when I am here, he got her. Um, quick update on her. She had to have a procedure today where they put a needle in her back to get the fluid off her around her lung. Um, I have not heard an update as far as, you know, everything. They did tell me that that procedure, because they want to do it tonight, so that procedure is kind of dangerous because if they were to puncture the lung, they'd have to put a tube in to inflate it again. So right now, we're sitting here in her room right now, and she's resting. She saw us when we came in. She opened. She's blinking her eyes right now as I'm talking, <laughs> and um, she seems to be doing okay. She's doing better. Um, I don't know if they're going to talk to me before I leave or they'll tell me tomorrow how the procedure went, but I think the prayer right now is, you know, for total healing, but it's that fluid. I think it's the fluid that is stopping her from getting to that next level of breathing. So if if that fluid would just go away from around her lung, I think she could breathe. And that's what they said. That's, the, that's what they're trying to do, doing everything they can to get that fluid out. So she's hanging in there. She's hanging in there, and I know God got her. God got all of us. Awesome words once again, Elder Oliver. All right. Thank you for that. We, me and my precious wife, we got opportunity to uh, go down to Brazelton uh, on Sunday after service to visit with my Anthony, and I had my wife sing her a song, and my wife started singing. Those machines start beeping, and Mother Anthony's eyes started started bucking. It seemed like she wanted to give God, throw her hands up, and praise God. So we just thank God for, for what, you know, just being able to see her uh, on, on Sunday. And we want you to continue to pray for Mother Anthony just as you're praying tonight. Uh, we know that God is still yet able still yet able to heal. So we keep Mother Anthony in your prayers. 
All right. Is Sister uh, Oliver or is my wife on? Did either of them get on tonight? I'm here. Um, I, I was just listening. I enjoyed the word on tonight. Voice is not 100% there, but great word on tonight, um, Elder Oliver. All right. Thank you, my sister. All right. I know. I, I guess my precious wife didn't uh, didn't make it on tonight. So we thank you all so much. Uh, <laughs> is that you, baby? Yes, that was me. I just spoke. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. I don't want to be calling nobody else, baby. Go ahead, baby. No, that's what I was. That's what I was saying. It's, it's my voice. I enjoyed it. Tonight. I enjoyed the word off tonight, Elder Oliver. So um, y'all just continue to be encouraging. Continue to let the Lord fight our battles for us, because nobody can fight like He can. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, sweetie. You sound all right to me. Uh, me and her both, and I think she's all said something about her voice. I've been coughing myself the last few days and carrying on, but we, we give God glory. Once again, we just thank y'all. I know we're, we're way past our normal time, but once again, from the heart, from the bottom of our, of our heart, me and my lovely wife and our children, we thank y'all. Thank you, thank you, thank you to the uh, Appreciation Committee 2022 Thank y'all so much. Praise Tabernacle. Y'all showed up. And as El Aldo would say, y'all showed out for uh, Saturday and Sunday. And we are so grateful. Thank you so much. Father, in Jesus' name, we appreciate you. We give you glory and honor. Thank you for another day. Thank you for bringing us to this point. We thank you for a great message on tonight, a challenging and convicting message on tonight. Even as El Aldo was leading us in Bible study, the scriptures was being fulfilled. Preach the word. Be instant in season. Reprove, rebuke. And he did some of that. He did most of that even on tonight. And we thank you. We thank you for knowing that even when we mess up, you love us. You, 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 you don't leave us. You're, you're, not, you're not a wishy-washy God. You, you are able to, there's enough power and grace and mercy in your hand that can heal us, that can deliver us, that can forgive us. We thank you for being a forgiving God. That even when man don't forgive us and hold stuff over our head, we know we have an advocate. We got somebody that can plead our case. And we're thanking you for, for not dealing with us the way people pray that you would deal with us. Thank you for not dealing with us the way people prophesied that you was going to deal with us, that you was going to do this, that, and the other to us. And they forgot we're your children. And we thank you. Yes, we may have messed up. Yes, we may have, may have fumbled. Yes, we may have had a misstep somewhere here and there. But we are your children because we love you. And we thank you for, first of all, you loving us. While we were yet sinners, you died for us. As we leave this place from never your presence, Matthew 28, 19 through 20, tells us to go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things. Whatsoever I've commanded you, and lo, I'm with you always, even until the end of the world. Remember, tomorrow night at 7 o'clock, Bishop Omar Zachary and Family Ministries will be on. God bless you. Have a good night.